Good evening. I feel like I could just close in prayer. That's all we need to know, right? Um, as Steve said, my name is Jason, one of the pastors here at Grace Downtown. I'm going to kind of stand this way and um, try to block some of the wind hitting the microphone as we talk here tonight. Uh, tonight we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we don't do this very often at Grace, but we are kind of in between sermon series. We just ended in Exodus, and we are beginning a series next week that goes John 13 through 17, uh, the words and prayers of Jesus, taking a look at what he called greater things, uh, experiencing all that Christ has for us in our life. So we're going to start that next week. Uh, but two reasons we're kind of breaking the mold here tonight. One is we didn't want to start a new series on a holiday weekend uh, when a lot of folks are out of town. Uh, and then the other reason is because every so often it's very necessary that we talk a little bit more about the vision that God has given us at Grace Community Church. And it's a really key time for uh, praying for and seeking the Lord for vision. If you've seen some of the videos that Pastor Brooks has been posting on Facebook, it walks through some changes and some evaluation that's taking place here at Grace. And I'm going to direct you to those videos here in just a moment. But first I want to just, um, you know, right here, kind of as a family talk about what's going on at Grace and particularly how it affects the downtown church. So I'm just going to talk for a few minutes here, not going to be a full-length sermon. We are going to look at some scripture, but not, tonight's going to be a little bit different as we uh, look at the scriptures and talk about the vision that God has given us. So I want to start by giving you a little bit of history of Grace Community Church. Grace Community Church right now is one church in two locations. We've also planted some autonomous churches, but right now it's one church in two locations. One location is in North Liberty. They meet in North Liberty on Sunday mornings, and then here at the downtown church where we find ourselves this evening. Uh, Grace Community Church has existed for a long time, since back in the 60s, and they've been up in North Liberty for about 30 years. Uh, I've been on staff for 15 in a, a number of various capacities. Uh, but seven years ago, um, about a month ago, we celebrated our seventh anniversary. So uh, about seven years ago, we planted Grace Downtown here in the downtown Iowa City area. And the reason that we planted Grace Downtown was for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because we desire as a church to not just build a monument to ourselves where people come from all around to one building. We desire to take God's word. We desire to take gospel truth, community, and mission everywhere that there's people. And so we want to have gospel movements uh, among every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And we want to see the kingdom of God come. And so whatever it takes to do that, whether it's planting autonomous churches or being one church in multiple locations, that's what we want to do. We had a number of people coming from the Iowa City area that were saying, man, if you planted a church downtown Iowa City, we would be able to bring a lot more people with us because as most of you probably know, North Liberty is not on the bus route. So if you don't have a car here in Iowa City, it's really hard to get to North Liberty. You have to bum a ride off of someone. So we wanted to bring the gospel to the downtown Iowa City area. Our goal is that uh, students could walk to church. And as many of you know, you can walk to church. We see students walk by. Sometimes it's stirring, my God is so big, my God is so strong and mighty, which is an interesting time to walk by. Uh, but God has put us here in a very unique and amazing location. As we stand here in this parking lot, we can look around and see university buildings all around us. So our mission and our prayer that God would put us someplace where students could walk to church um, has been a reality for the last seven years, and we're so thankful for that. So um, that's a little bit about our history and how the downtown church uh, came about. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the great things that God is doing here at Grace Community Church, because before we talk about some kind of pain points and some things 
things that we want to see God uh, do and change, I want to talk about the great things that God is doing. Um, Here at Grace Community Church, we value very highly relationships and community groups that meet during the weeks where people can really get to know one another. And we feel like those community groups are uh, fertile ground for people to be disciples and make disciples. And so we've seen people be able to jump into those community groups here uh, at the downtown church very quickly. And we're so thankful for that. One great thing that we've been able to do that COVID has kind of uh, put the kibosh on is uh, meals after service. Typically when we're inside, we have meals every other week after service. And it's a great way to uh, get your belly full for one thing, because I don't know about you, but about this time on Sunday night, my stomach starts growling. So it's a great way to feed you, but also it's been a great, great time to get to know one another. When you think about it, when you just come and go to church, you barely get to interact with maybe one or two people. But when you stay for a meal, it's like fellowship, like amped up. You get to talk to all kinds of different people. You get to sit and share a meal with them. And even just looking around, seeing people sharing a meal together, it looks a little bit like the kingdom of God. People come from coming from all different backgrounds, people with different experiences, even people with different languages coming together and eating meals together. It's a beautiful thing that God has provided here at Grace Downtown. Next week, right over here in front of our uh, beloved mulch pile. Um, we are going to be baptizing a couple of individuals after the service next week. And both of those individuals, part of their testimony is God using the people of Grace Downtown to make them more into a disciple and into the image of Christ. And so we're going to be able to hear their testimony uh, next week. So that is an amazing thing to be able to celebrate as a church family. People going under the waters of baptism and identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And um, just a reminder of what Christ has already done in their hearts. Their sin being buried with Christ and then them rising to new life just as Christ was. So uh, it's just a beautiful picture of God's work and a life. And we're going to be able to see that happen next week. Uh, We have been able to see people come into Grace Downtown and find fellowship and then go and provide that fellowship and community for people in their labs, their place of work, their dorm, people that they live with, and in our community. And we're so thankful as we end every service on our feet as a reminder that we are going to go out and be the church, that the church isn't a building we meet in, it's the people of God. As we are here gathered together, but also as we go out and we're scattered among the Iowa City area. So we are seeing God do some really great things. And before we talk about anything changing, we want to celebrate what God is already doing. And I am just so thankful for Grace Community Church, and I am so thankful for Grace Downtown. I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of it. I'm so thankful to get to serve all of you. And I'm just very encouraged by what I see God doing in our lives and really with COVID going on and moving outside and coming back to service, we're like, oh man, we we just don't know how this is going to go. We don't know how attendance is going to be, but we have seen attendance be really great outside. And most importantly, we have seen lots of new people coming because they've been invited by their friends and they're wanting to come and worship God and experience community. And so the fact that we would have new people joining our church during this time is just incredible. It's a work of God. We're not even giving away free food right now, you know? So there's some really good things that are going on. We, I do want to spend some time in scripture to give us a little bit of direction of the vision that God has given us. And then I want to uh, talk us through some strategies that are changing 
uh, to accomplish the vision that God has given us as a church. So please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. This talks about one of God's purposes for the church and specifically his purposes for giving certain uh, leadership gifts and offices of the church. And it's very uh, poignant for what we're talking about here tonight. So Ephesians chapter 4, I'll start in verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So you see something amazing taking place here in this scripture. Paul is telling this church that uh, God gives spiritual gifts and leadership gifts and also offices of the church. And the purpose of why he gives those gifts is what I want to point out here tonight as we look in the scripture. A lot of times when we think about church, we think about the place that we go and the programs we go to. Uh, we perhaps think about the relationships, which we should think about the relationships because it's, it's about you know, being spiritual family and experiencing God's love through community. Um, but often we think about church uh, in a way that isn't necessarily accurate with what God says that it is. And a lot of times we can lose sight of the purpose of gathering together at church. And during this time of COVID where we've had services online and even community groups using Zoom and things have just been different, it's been a time for us to kind of reflect on what is church? What is church? And it's a great time for us to remember it's not in a building. We're literally not in a building. And for Grace Downtown, it's largely been meals after service. Well, we can't have meals after service. And it's largely about relationships and being around each other. Well, that's a little complicated right now too. So it makes us go back to the question of what is church? And why does God give these spiritual gifts? And why does God give these offices of the church? Well, we find our answers right here. Paul says that we are given those gifts in the body to equip the saints for the work of ministry until we attain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature growth in our humanity, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we're no longer children tossed back and forth. So this tells us several things and several reasons for God giving those gifts and those offices in the church. That everyone would be equipped— to do the work of ministry so that we can all grow up into the fullness of Christ. And I don't totally know what the full measure of Christ is. And I, I, there's many complexities that goes into that, but I want it. I want it. I want the full measure of Christ in my life. I want the full measure of Christ in my family, in my relationships, and in this church. So Paul is telling us something here about how to experience more of who Christ is. And that's the whole church being built up and coming to maturity, coming to growth in their spiritual lives and becoming more and more like Jesus as they live their lives. And that's really the best thing that 
we could have for our lives is seeing one another live out our gifts and equip one another to become a disciple who makes disciples. And that's what our church has been about since I've been here the last 15 years is glorifying God by making disciples, by being a disciple and making a disciple. And that's going to continue to be our vision, to glorify God by being and making disciples. That's what we're going to continue to be about. But as we go to do that, strategies and programs and um, offices of the church and the format and the way we go about things can change. We need to hold those things with a little bit more of a loose grip. And we're in a season at Grace where we're uh, taking a look at everything that we're doing to make sure that it is glorifying God, making disciples, and giving you the opportunity to make disciples as well. We're like looking at this specific passage as well, making sure that we are accomplishing and experiencing what Paul is describing here. So a couple of pain points that I want to talk about, one as a church-wide and specifically in North Liberty, and then one here at the downtown church. While we are seeing God do some great things, um, there's a, a couple of areas where we feel kind of stuck and kind of pain points, and we want to see God continue to work in. Uh, one issue that they have going on in North Liberty is the number of people that are not connected to biblical community. Uh, they have an attendance Typically, when there's not COVID and outside and all that, they have an attendance closer to 1,400 people. And there's about 500 people at each service. That can be a little harder for folks to get connected. And so what we have is a, a church of 13, 1,400 people, and we have about 400 adults in North Liberty that are not connected to a community group. They're not serving. They're, they're not connected in the way that we really need to do to see spiritual growth. And so we want to see people get connected to Christ, to biblical community, and to exactly what we're reading about in this passage. So we feel like we need to change some strategies in order to see that take place. Here at the downtown church, as I said, God is doing some great things, but one issue we run into here at the downtown church is that people come and go very quickly. In the seven years that we've been here, half of our community group leaders have moved away. And then countless, countless undergrads have come and gone. Families have moved away, grad students, postdoc students. People come and go very, very quickly. That's difficult in many ways. It's exciting in many ways because we are literally sending out disciples to the ends of the earth, and that's really exciting. But it can be challenging to see the discipleship process take place when you meet people and they say, yeah, I'm going to live here for one year. I know that or I'm going to live here for two years, or I'm going to live here for three years, or I'm going to live here for four years, and then I'm out of here. So typically, as you hear, if you've been here for any number of weeks at all, you see that we preach the gospel every single week. We pray about how uh, sinners like you and me can be made right with their God through the work of Christ on the cross. We also preach about how the gospel should be lived out, if we believe it, what it looks like in our lives. You hear about that every Sunday. But then the next step that we often give you is get into community. Because again, we find that to be the most fertile ground for us to be and make disciples. But we haven't given enough definition around what exactly that looks like. And we haven't given enough definition and direction to our community group leaders as well to know strategically what that looks like. So again, some great things are going on in those groups. We want to continue to encourage people to get into community groups. We want to do a lot of the same things that we're doing now in community groups. But we want to get a little bit more intentional with making sure that everyone is being made into a disciple 
and that they are making disciples and identifying what the next step in that discipleship is for each person and helping them take that next step, even if they're just here for a year. It can take a while to meet people, get in a community group, get settled in a community group, and then all your classes change or your work schedule changes, and then you have to find a new community group. Before you know it, you're moving away. So we want to make things crystal clear so that each person, whether you've been a part of Grace Community Church for 15 years, seven years, one year, or if this is your first time, we want to make things crystal clear what your next step in discipleship looks like. And the goal of all of this is not so that we would be a more successful church. The goal of all of this is that all of us would be equipped to do the work of ministry and we would all grow up into the full measure of Christ. What's supposed to happen is the outside world is supposed to walk by us and serve in the lab with us and go to work with us and live in proximity to us and look at us and say, that person looks different. They look different than me. They look different than the world. There's something different about them. And when the world sees us together, they're supposed to see the love we have for one another and then know that we are Christ's disciples. That's Jesus' very words. It's by our love that we have for one another. So we want to be more strategic about how we are loving one another well and more strategic about how we are loving our community well so that we can continue to grow up into the full measure of who Christ is and experience more of him as a church. When I think about the amazing things that God has already done and that he is doing in us, I'm so pumped up after talking to the ladies this morning that are getting baptized next week. Their story, who they're choosing to baptize them, the part that Grace Downtown has played just has me so excited and so fired up. So God is doing some great things. So to think that through prayer, through the wisdom of our our leadership team, through God's word, that we may see more and more of Christ and more and more of his work gets me very excited for the future of Grace Community Church and Grace Downtown. So I'm very excited to be on this journey with all of you. If you have questions about everything that I've just said, first off, I do too. I got lots of questions about how all this fleshes out. We're still working on it. This is in process. We want to give you an update and ask you to be praying for us. Uh, We have been meeting with a a consulting group. Uh, They're called the Unstuck Group. We thought we're stuck, and they said we're unstuck. And we're like, we want to be unstuck. We'll hire you. So they are helping us walk through, not our vision. Our vision is clear. Our vision's on paper. Glorify God by being and making disciples. But they are helping us take take strategic steps. And so right now, we are in the process of a 90-day implementation phase where we are taking uh, the strategies that we talk through with them and deciding as church leadership, what are the next steps for us? If you've been watching those videos, you know one step that we have already taken is we have had a a full plurality of elders where all uh, elders kind of um, had equal vote per se, or we've kind of had some different shapes that the elder team looked, but moving forward, we've kind of reconfigured what our elder board looks like. And so we still have a plurality in that we love one another, we submit to one another, but we have a a lay elder board of guys who are not on staff. Then we have Brooks, who has been appointed as our lead pastor. And then we have four staff pastors currently uh, that are serving in the church. So that's just one change. There's more changes to come. I have many questions about how it's all going to shake out. I'm sure you do too. But if you have questions 
questions about how we've gotten to where we are right now, there's some great videos on YouTube. If you go to that link where you found the lyrics for the songs tonight, um, you can find uh, a link there that will take you to those YouTube videos. And in each video, Pastor Brooks takes us through each phase of the consultation. And the very last video talks through where are we headed in the future. Um, as far as Grace Downtown, uh, this is how I'll, I'll close things down, is I want to tell you what to expect in the next 90 days and also what to expect long-term, just so we're on the same page. In the next 90 days, you can expect things to be pretty much the same from what you see and what you experience as part of the congregation at Grace Downtown. You'll still see Steve, Steve and I serving in our capacities here at Grace, um, downtown Steve leading music and preaching, me preaching, uh, Pastor Brooks preaching. Uh, you'll still see us coaching the community groups that we currently coach. You'll see our friendly faces waving at you as you come here to Grace Downtown. And everything will be pretty much the same for the next 90 days as we are implementing some new changes. Um, so Steve and I have some things that we're working on behind the scenes, but um, for the next 90 days, those things, um, you won't even see those things. And so uh, you can expect not much to change in the next 90 days. At the end of that 90 days, we will roll out a brand new org chart where specifically our staff pastors could have changed responsibilities. Um, and then under that, there will be some shuffling around possibly of current staff as well. But the biggest changes are going to come at that staff pastor level because we feel a responsibility to make sure that we are using the gifts that God has given us most strategically to equip the ch church to be and make disciples. And so uh, that future org chart, we don't know exactly who is going to be in what role, but that, what that future org chart looks like is one pastor 100% focused on Grace Downtown. Now, there's two sides to that coin. Part of you thinks, well, but I love Jason and Steve. I don't want to give one of them up. I don't want to vote one of them off the Grace Downtown Island. But some of you may not know this, but neither Steve nor I have ever been 100% downtown. We have always both had responsibilities in North Liberty as well. Whether it was in music ministry, preaching ministry, biblical counseling ministry, Steve was on the elder board for a few years. We have always had split responsibilities between the downtown church and North Liberty. Moving forward, we think it is most strategic and most helpful and will serve the church best that one of us can focus on Grace Downtown 100% of the time with one of us serving more in North Liberty and having their hand in, involved in downtown in, in some way that will be determined in the future. So that's where we're headed in 90 days. We don't know anything more than what I just told you. Um, so we are seeking the Lord. We're asking him to put the right people where he needs them to be. And he, we are trusting the Lord to take us into a fruitful and awesome and joyous season for all of us as a church. And so there's things about these changes that are unsettling for all of us, but there are also things that are exciting uh, for us as we see what God has in store for us as well. So feel free to ask questions. I don't know a whole lot more than what I just shared with you because this is, this is very up-to-date. This is to the, to the moment up-to-date where we're at as a church. And so I don't have a whole lot of uh, especially future answer, answers for you, but we would be happy to fill in any color um, if you guys have questions. 
I recommend taking a look at those videos. Uh, they're each about 10 minutes long and they really answer a lot of questions that you may have. And um, at the end of this 90 days, at the end of November, we'll have another kind of update for you on where we're at as a church and where we're at at Grace Downtown. Uh, but we just want to communicate to you that we are so thankful for you. And we're so thankful to see God at work. And if anything, during this consultation phase, I have come away with a, um, I think, a more profound understanding of the stewardship that um, we are called to have as pastors. And God has put some incredible people in our care. And it's our responsibility to love you and disciple you and equip you well. So we continue to see each of us grow up into the full measure of Christ. So thank you uh, for giving your lives to Christ. Thank you for being a part of this church. Um, if it's your, like your first time here, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's good to be here uh, and hear all this your first week. Uh, but it was kind of a little bit of family business. But we felt like it was important for everyone to know where we're at as a church. In a fitting way, we are going to close down the service with a, a time of worship where we are going to sing about the good news of what Christ has done for us. Would you please stand with me? I'll pray for us and the music folks will come back up. God, thank you for the opportunity uh, that we have to worship you with our lives. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to worship you, not just with our words, but with our lives. God, uh, lay it on each of our hearts as we sing here tonight, what you have done for us. And also help us to see clearly what you uh, are calling us to as well, God. Help us to live out the good news of the gospel that we proclaim here in words and in song.